Now, the rest of the story. And it's going to be a mystery story. A real-life mystery story. I'm going to tell you first how it ends. It's important that you know so that you can keep the facts straight in your mind. The colonel was married, but he also had a mistress. In fact, the colonel was just about to leave his wife for this other woman when his wife decided to kill him. You have this now? It's important. The colonel's wife wants to do away with her husband so she conceives the perfect crime. The wife would make it appear as though her husband, the colonel, had murdered her and let the authorities do the rest. The colonel would be tried, convicted, executed, that his wife could turn up later with feigned amnesia. Perfect crime, right? And mystery buffs, please don't feel cheated because you know more than you should because despite all that you've heard, you'd never, ever guess the rest of the story. One frosty night, December 1926, a car was found at the bottom of a chalk pit in Newlands Corner, England. Inside that car was a fur coat belonging to the colonel's wife. The woman had disappeared. The police did suspect murder. The colonel himself was interrogated. Where had he been on the night in question? Well, the colonel explained he'd been at a dinner party. What was the occasion? The colonel appeared embarrassed because the dinner party was, well, for himself and his lady friend. They were going to announce their engagement. The detectives looked at each other. Was the colonel at the party all evening? No, he had received a telephone call from his wife. She'd gotten wind of what was going on and was about to come to the party to make a scene. Naturally, the colonel had to go home for a while to calm his wife. Did he? Well, yes, the colonel went home, but nobody was there. So he returned to the party. Had the colonel and his wife been on good terms prior to her disappearance? Well, yes and, and no. Well, not exactly. They'd had their disagreements. In fact, they'd had quite a row the morning before the dinner party about the colonel's lady friend. If the detectives prejudged the colonel guilty, you can imagine why. Because his testimony was terribly incriminating. Meanwhile, a force of 2,000 was organized to search a 40-square-mile area for the missing body. The authorities dragged the deep water hole near the chalk pit where the car was found. Tracking dogs and light planes scoured the area. Publicity mounted steadily. The London newspapers were calling the incident the crime of the century. The Daily News offered £100 for any information leading to the solution of the mystery. And who is being asked not to leave town? The colonel, of course. Obvious motive. The mistress' involvement. No alibi. And, of course... You knew he didn't do it. You knew his wife was hiding out, waiting for her husband to be convicted of murder and sent to the gallows. You knew because I told you. But there's something you didn't know. The colonel's wife had figured everything out. She'd left the ignition keys off when she pushed the car into the pit so police would know that it was pushed and not driven. She'd even left a fur coat in the car. It was very cold that night, remember? So when investigators found it, they would not suspect that she had left the scene herself. Yes, the colonel's wife had figured it all out, except for one thing. There was no place she could hide. Twelve days after her disappearance, her famous face was recognized on the other side of England. For not only was the colonel's wife well-known, but she, of all people, should have been able to get away with murder. For the colonel's wife, the real-life almost murderess, was the author of fiction's most successful whodunits. She was the mistress of mystery, Agatha Christie. And now you know the rest of the story.